I'm really excited because uh, as we kind of close off this series this morning, we've got a guest speaker, uh, Lisa. Lisa uh, is married to Will. They have three gorgeous children. They are old, I know, I shouldn't say that, um, long-standing friends of Katie and I. We've known them since before children, since when we were in London, and then we all moved to Cambridge together to, uh, as Will and I trained to be vicars. Will has recently become uh, the vicar of St. Andrews in Moorscombe, which is also... And um, Lisa, when I was thinking, how do we kind of close off this series, and how do we particularly hone in on one of the spiritual gifts, which is compassion? Um, the person that instantly came to mind was uh, Lisa. So please, will you give it up for Lisa? Well, thank you very much, Tom. That was a very generous welcome, and I've had a really warm welcome from lots of you this morning as well, so thank you so much. It is a real privilege to be here at St. Matthias this morning, and um, Tom has already introduced me. Uh, one member of our family he did forget is, is my favourite, is our Black Labrador, um, who's three years old. She doesn't answer back, so I, she's definitely my favourite. <laughs> Um, and as, as Tom, uh, I think you also mentioned as well that I do also work for Compassion, uh, which is an international child development organisation. And um, since we've moved to Moorscombe, um, we've had quite a few challenges since, since moving here. And when Tom first called and told me that he thought about me for the talk on mercy and compassion, I felt really humbled and really to be honest, I just felt a bit ashamed um, because, to be honest, in the last few months, I don't think I have been very merciful and certainly not to my husband as I vented my frustrations at him since we've moved house. I might work for compassion, but I am, am I actually living out compassion and mercy in my daily life? And I don't know if this is the gentle prompting of God, but quite often I find that I'm asked to preach about something that I need to work on in my own heart. So I would just like to reassure you, for, for those of you who, who are sitting there, I absolutely do not have all the answers as I stand before you today, but I am very much delighted and privileged to have been asked to share some reflections with you this morning. So I'm going to start by flexing a little bit of the Greek that I've learned, as my teenage daughters would say. Um, I've been practicing my pronunciation, but if there are any native Greek speakers in the house, I'd just like to apologize in advance. Um, but the Greek word for compassion is, I've, I've got it up here, 50 points if you know before I get it up, but it's splachnitsumai. I think that's the correct pronunciation. And uh, I do have a, a slide of that if we can't get it up. Okay, um, it's fine. <laughs> so it means being so moved, kind of like moved in your guts that you are moved to do to action, that you have to do something about it. And it's used 12 times in the New Testament. And eight of those, it describes the emotions of Jesus. And the Bible passage that I want to look at with you today, which uses splagnitsumai, is really precious to me personally. Many of you will have heard it before, and some of you will be hearing it for the first time. Uh, but I would encourage each of you, wherever you're at, to just close your eyes and imagine yourself in the text. 
And as you hear the story, I'd love you to think about which of the characters that you relate to today and why. So I'm going to read the parable of the lost son, which is the NIV version of Luke 15, verses 11 to 32. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered. There was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion, this splagnitsomai for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Which of the characters in the story did you relate to? Perhaps the younger son. Maybe you've left home for the first time and are living a life of sex, drugs and rock and roll. Perhaps you're feeling broken, maybe even physically hungry and alone. Maybe you relate to the father whose child has moved away. You don't care about your pride or the money your child has squandered, but just want to run out and embrace your precious child and welcome them home. Or perhaps the older brother, 
You work hard, you pay your taxes, but you never get given a party. Maybe you're a bit resentful or jealous. Why should someone else get gifts that they don't deserve? My Christian walk started very much like the prodigal son. I was living a life of sex, drugs and rock and roll and I was so far removed from God and had intentionally turned away from him. I come from a loving family and had a very privileged upbringing. And as a young adult, I had everything on the outside, a great job, a great wardrobe, but something was missing. I was self-anesthetizing and numbing my longing with partying and seeking love in all the wrong places. 17 years ago, I walked into a church in London with a boy that I liked. And during the sermon, I felt an overwhelming sense of God's love for me. It was like a capsule had been broken inside of me and I felt the unconditional love of the Father for me. My hands were burning hot, like I was holding balls of fire in the palms of my hand. And I was crying happy, love-filled tears. But I had no idea what was going on. I was really embarrassed. I felt quite self-conscious that I looked like Miss Piggy and I was sitting next to this, this guy that I fancied. And when I told him how I was feeling and, and why I thought I was crying, he explained to me that he thought that that was the Holy Spirit. And I was like, what? <laughs> he said, a physical manifestation of the love of God for me. I'd studied philosophy and theology at A-level, but no one had ever explained to me that I could have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. And that moment changed my life. I needed to know more about this God, and I decided to do the Alpha course to find out more about him. Um, and I think that um, it's running here at St. Matthias, isn't it? Yeah. So if it's probably not too late to, to start. I really recommend joining in. Sorry, I've just lost my notes. Bear with me. God the Father had mercy on all the things that I'd done wrong. And he had compassion to run out and embrace me that day. And did he not only do it 17 years ago, but every single day that I choose to turn back to him. The loving father who ran to the prodigal son ran to me and he'll run to you. As I said earlier, Compassion is an international child development organisation. And it was started 70 years ago by one man. He was a priest who seeing the bodies of dead children who had died on the streets from cold and hunger during the Korean War, being thrown into the back of trucks like piles of rags. His was broken and he knew he had to do something. He had that spaglitzmai that I'm talking about, the compassion and compassion as an organisation was birthed. 70 years later, Compassion is working with 2.2 million children in 27 of uh, countries around the world um, of extreme poverty. And we're church-based, we're child-focused, 
and we're Christ-centered. And I know that, that child poverty is absolutely huge. And it, for me, it sometimes just feels completely overwhelming. But I love that compassion started with just one man, a priest. He wasn't wealthy. He was just one man. And we believe that we can make a difference to, one, to, one, to the world through one child at a time. And if you'd like to hear more about how you could invest in a child's life through compassion, do come and talk to me at the end of the service at the stand. The parable of the prodigal son reminds me again of the mercy that I've been shown. And in my long walk with Jesus, my aim is to become more like him every day. To show mercy when I'm angry and to have compassion when I'm suffering. On some occasions, it's, it's easy to be merciful. One of my children makes the wrong choice and I give them a consequence. Um, then they apologize and, and so I reduce the consequence. Is that weak parenting or is that mercy? That depends, quite frankly, on who's the judge and um, one of their siblings has quite often accused me of the former. But in a more serious case, mercy and compassion may seem much harder. Too often my human reaction is not one of mercy, but of judgment, accusation, bitterness, resentment or anger. The context of the, of the parable of the prodigal son is that Jesus was comparing the heart of the Pharisees, the religious teachers of the time, which was judgmental, to the heart of the father, which was compassionate. In the Old Testament, God is rounding in faithful love. The character of God is compassionate. And the translation of that word from the Hebrew um, is, is, like a, is a word like a womb like a mother's passion for a child. And it's this nature that Jesus is describing the father in the story. God never gives up on his children. He never forgets. He runs to grab hold of them and to bring them home. The compassion described in this parable is contrasted with the attitude of the religious people of the time who criticized Jesus for eating with the despised tax collectors and sinners. Last Friday night, um, the evening that I'd started to write this talk, I'd gone for a drink with Katie. And I was sharing with her the irony that I felt that I was so lacking in compassion. Quite frankly, um, I was resentful of all the church leaders, uh, my husband, Will, and God, who had asked us to uproot our lives from London and start a new church in Moolscombe. I was feeling like the older brother in the parable. On our way back to collect our children from St. Um, Peter's Youth, we came across two 15-year-old girls, and they were really drunk. Uh, Katie literally picked one of them up from the street where she was sitting on the ground, and we led them into St. Peter's, we offered to call their parents and to take them home, anything to keep them safe. But despite my gravest concern for their welfare, they finally left insisting that they were fine. And I felt sick at the thought of these girls walking the streets and their parents not knowing where they were. But they disappeared and the team agreed that there was nothing more that we could do other than to report it to the police and to pray 
And so a, a small group of us duly gathered together and we prayed. And then resigning myself to the fact that I could do nothing more about it other than trust them to God, I got into my car ready to drive home. Literally, as I got to the barrier of St. Peter's car park, unbelievably, the one girl that... And I just pulled over and I saw her staggering back along the road in front of me. And I just pulled over and jumped out of my car and followed her as she was literally like swerving into the, into the traffic. And so I, I phoned the police and, and just ran after her. Now, the happy and quite frankly miraculous end to this story is that our prayers were answered. And this girl was finally collected by one of the other girl's mums. There were too many coincidences that night for it to have just been a coincidence. That she was found when she was found. And on Friday night, through the Holy Spirit, God gave me the gift of compassion. And he restored in me the Father's heart. In that moment, seeing the young girl so vulnerable, the mama bear in me rose up. And I, there was no way that I was leaving until I knew that she was safe. God chose to use me that night as his hands and feet to chase her down and to tell her that she is loved and valued and worthy. Our prayers were answered last Friday night. And in so doing, the gift that he gave me is that today my faith burns brighter. God cares for that 15-year-old girl and he cares for you. He answered our prayers for those girls that night and he will answer yours. Not always when we want him to or how it looks, but he listens. On Friday, God showed me again what compassion looks like and reawakened something in me. The mama bear, as I call it, the mama bear raw emotion that rose up in me on Friday night. That's compassion. The splaglitzami in the parable that moved the father... Something's moved you today, maybe in the worship, in the talk, or, or in the film clip. And today is an opportunity to respond to that prompting. And if you feel something stirring in you now, or if you'd like the gift of compassion, I would encourage you to come forward for prayer when Tom invites you. Allow the Spirit to break open your hearts and blow your minds at what he can do through you. But be warned, it's not safe, it's not easy, but it is where I want to be, to be burning with a love that breaks open inside and is a God-given gift for everybody who asks for it.